Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. August is the eighth month of the year. Welcome to the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact Off. It's the Fact Off. Yeah, it's the Fact Off. Welcome to the Fact Off. I'm Alex, your host. This is a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listeners, can decide who the winner is. And with me, as always, is Mike. Oh, I got the first billing this week. Awesome. Yep. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Thank you. Speechless. You're welcome. And the other person is Pat. Hey, everybody. Back to number two. Sorry. <laughs> you are number two, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. I come in second every week. Uh, what about this week? Yeah, what about this week? Mike, you're the vote tallier. Uh, yeah, I, I calculated it all up, and I thought I won, but then I saw somebody else voted last minute, and it's a tie. Between? You and me. I know, I just want to hear my name said. Someone say Pat if, won. <laughs> if I can't win, I want you guys to tie each other. That's probably the best case scenario for you. So, I have a confession. Uh, my confession. Last week, I went to visit Alex in Ohio, and it's a <laughs> nine-hour drive. And on That's the way me. back, my wife and I decided to listen to the episode. And before the episode started, my wife went on to factoffpodcast.com, where you could vote, and she voted for my fact. And after she heard my fact, she said, I wish I didn't vote before I heard your fact. <laughs> 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 so I think uh. I think the true winner this week is uh is mike but also thank you to my beautiful wife for just voting for me you know without actually listening i'll take the consolation prize uh, i have another confession to make well we're all confessing he's a, my um, he's a robot <laughs> somebody i'm not gonna give his name out but he said he voted for one of us because people of the same name need to stick together but he said he liked uh somebody else's fact better but he's like well I got to stick together with my my guy. So wait, I lost by two? <laughs> but this this was the last episode, not this one. Okay. Was, was this our brother, Michael? No. <laughs> wait, who said this? Alex, you say this about me? You vote for me out of pity? No. This is a listener. A listener. Uh, listener has one of the same names yeah. as us. Tell listen, me what their name is. Listen to these stories. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewind again. All my Anything Mike says, I just rewind later and listen back. <laughs> Did... You guys tied. Did either one of you get a victory fact? I didn't tie. I lost. I cede the title to Mike. You are the champion. All right. I'll take this victory <laughs> fact and run with it if we must have a victory fact this week. Okay. The victory <laughs> fact for this week is I got a five-pound bag of cocoa nibs right next to me from Costco. What is that dog food? <laughs> <laughs> it's like chocolate chips. That's the oh. fact of the week, right there. There you go. Wow, I never took it as the chocolate chip. Guy. Can we? Can we uh, hear you eat the chocolate nib on the air? Well, I forgot Mike is such a loud eater. Congratulations, Mike! I'm so happy that you won this week, and you have a five-pound bag of cocoa nibs. <laughs> But you know what? Also, I don't feel bad about seeding my victory fact because I actually have my own segment coming up. Alex, you want to <laughs> sing the song? Oh, uh, fact, 
Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Pat's Family Fun Factacular Fact Segment of the Week, where I read five random facts from a random fact calendar. And you're in for a treat because this week, I'm, I'm going to say right now, is the best week of facts I've ever had. Holy shit. High praise. You guys ready? I'm just going to dive right in. First one is a banger. The original Star Wars premiered on just 32 screens across the U.S. in 1977. Did it make it? Did it do well? No, no one's ever heard of it. They never made sequels. There's no sequels or prequels for that one. Uh, did you know that you can't bring a Furby to the Pentagon? Really? Yeah, because they said uh, when they come off the factory line, uh, one out of every ten have a has a bomb in it. <laughs> it's the risk yeah. parents are willing to take to make their kids happy. <laughs> Never got that toy. It does nothing. Oh, my sisters had one, and it freaked be out like i would like go out in in nighttime to go to the bathroom and i'd hear like a furby like talking in their bedroom like it i'm watching you mike (laughs) (laughs) exactly mike you don't have to sit in the corner crying anymore it's okay that it's past there's no furbies here no mike's wife has like 40 of them (laughs) you turn the camera and it's just a full wall of furbies i am actually very surprised that in like the modern era we didn't have people like reprogram these and actually make them smart and and creepy no they did they're uh, the tesla self-driving cars now okay (laughs) all right i do have a question for you my third fact i'm gonna let you guys guess what is the biggest participant sport in the world hand holding nope (laughs) Uh, freeze tag fishing fishing is the biggest participant sport in the world does that, does that count like commercial fishermen and like every? I think they're counting the fish as well, like not getting caught as part of their game. <laughs> oh, so it's true. commercial fishing. Is that considered pro sports? Like, can you get like sponsorships and all? Yeah, that I guess stuff? they get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, those uh, deadlish catch guys got advertisement for the show. So. It's true. Yeah, they got free coffins. <laughs> Jerry Springer was born in a London subway station during World War Two. Really? <laughs> yes. This is the segment Who? where Alex goes, Jerry really? Springer? Jerry Springer. He was also, side fact, the mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, he yeah, fought yeah. a bear, and he got fired because he wrote a check, a personal check to a prostitute. Wait, that's illegal? I think when you're mayor, it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then finally... Well, at least he paid. The check bounced, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It made the city look bad. We can afford to pay our prostitutes. All right. Final fact. The Golden Girls, Rue McClanahan, allegedly kept all of Blanche's clothes. I could see that. Best fact of the week, the Jerry Springer one. I found that the most interesting. What? I thought the Star Wars one was good. Yeah, I'd say the worst fact was the Star Wars one. Oh, you guys. Ha- Star Wars too much. Too much Star Wars in this I'm, world. Yeah. I'm trying to get us trending. Everyone's talking about Obi-Wan and Andor. Nobody is talking about Obi-Wan anymore right now. Like, uh-huh. they're over it. Well, I keep talking at my wife about it. <laughs> All right, Mike, you are the winner. And as always, the winner gets to pick the order of the fact. All right, well, let's see here. Let me grill you guys real quick on your fact delivery. Alex, do you have a list fact of like of many moons or suns or something along those lines? No, my fact is super short this week. Oh, well, you get to go first then, buddy. Yes. I, I, I like this. 
I am going to list the names that I'd like to say out loud. Shit. <laughs> we are recording this on August 4th, and you know what today is? August 4th? A uh, month late yeah. July 4th. Yep, it is a month late July 4th. No, but today is actually the NFL preseason football game in Canton, Ohio, Yay. which is the home of the Football Hall of Fame. Now, why is the Football Hall of Fame in Canton? Because they got nothing else to do there? <laughs> Basically. Oh, that's my fact. <laughs> that's it. No. Um, Canton has a rich history of football, especially the NFL. People say professional football started in 1892, but it was like a odd game, and people had different rules, and people cheated a lot. You ever watch that movie Leatherheads? They make the game seem a lot more fun. George I totally Clooney, forgot that movie existed. George Clooney. Uh, yeah, the players John, were a lot more dreamy Jim, back Jim then. Jim Kaczynski. John Kaczynski. Okay. Well, um, Jim from The Office. <laughs> John, whatever. Carry on. So, September 1920, September 17th, 1920, mm-hmm. at a Hub Mobile Auto Showroom, which was a type of car. It was a Hub Automotive. Oh, I love the Hub Mobile. Um, it was just one giant hubcap. Uh, it was owned by Ray Ralph Hay, who also owned the Canton Bulldogs. He and 11 other franchise owners met and started the Professional Football Association, later renamed National Football League. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yep, so they got together and started the NFL in Canton, Ohio. Then Canton, Ohio had a rich history of good teams. They were the first back-to-back champions of the NFL from 1922 and then 1920 and 1923. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is back-to-back. <laughs> just give us one of them. Um, they had an undefeated streak of of 25 games. They went 22-0 and three, so they counted their ties. That's not a loss. The longest undefeated streak in NFL history. They had famous players like Jim Thorpe and coaches like Gal. Guy Chamberlain. The team was actually sold in 1923 to Cleveland, and they won another championship in 24, but they don't count that one. So wait, they were a successful team, and they still sold them? Yeah, he sold the team. They brought the team back, a different owner, but then it disbanded in 1927. It's really not a big enough town to support like a NFL team like the way we think of the NFL now. Like, Yeah. It would be like, well, like Green Bay somehow kept their team throughout the years. It would have been like a town like kind of like that. Well, that's all I do. But they have the Hall of Fame. So how did they get the Hall of Fame? In December 6, 1959, the Canton Repository, the newspaper, they called for the city officials to lobby the NFL for the Hall of Fame. Like, hey, get us the Hall of Fame. We started here. We lost our team. And we're bored as hell. So Canton donated a bunch of several acres to the NFL for the project. And then the townspeople of Canton, Ohio, raised four hundred thousand dollars, wow. which would be equivalent to three million dollars today to get the NFL to come to Canton. And everybody knows the NFL likes free money. They do love money, yeah. And it's been there since nineteen sixty-two or nineteen sixty-three. They've been playing the Hall of Fame game every year since nineteen sixty-two in Canton, Ohio, except for nineteen sixty-six. I don't know why. But they skipped that. You don't want to say the Vietnam War, but I could be wrong. So what are your thoughts, Alex? Everybody's moving to L.A. Do you think they'll just move the Hall of Fame to L.A.? Because, you know, the NFL is crazy like that. 
I think they like the idea of it being like this small town. Yeah. Most of the Hall of Fames are kind of not in like big areas. Like you got Cooperstown, uh, Toronto is for the NFL. What's basketball is in a weird spot too. It's in Massachusetts, but it's like not a big town. Boston. Okay. Uh, well, anyways. Well, yeah, but that's my fact. That's these are the reason that why. That was a short is, fact. Yeah, my oh. fact is called the Hall of Facts. Oh, I like it. Now, uh, listeners at home, uh, if you want, you can send us money, and whoever sends us the most money, you can have the Fact Off Hall of Fame built in your hometown. And once a year, I'll go, and I'll say a little speech. <laughs> and get would you write this speech yourself, or would you like let somebody else write it? I'm going to just uh, go back through the, uh, you know, the history of the Fact Off and pick the best facts and read them verbatim, and I'll even do Mike and Alex's voices when they chime in with all their witty witticisms. Well, uh, so, uh, sold. Basketball's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, almost a list fact. You so almost close. started listing things at the end. Very close. Got okay. teetering on the edge. Teetering on so, the edge. Mike, who goes next? I'll just go next because I don't want two Maloney's back to back. That's just two Maloney's. Too, now you're going to be in close. a Maloney sandwich. Yeah, two Maloney sandwiches. I don't want that. Ugh. All right, earlier today, I, I like rushed home from work because I saw that like, a thunderstorm was coming. And I, I'm like, I need to get my dog to the dog park be- so he can get some exercise because he's been cantankerous the last couple of days. <laughs> the grumpy old dog. It, it's been hot. It's been hot, and he hasn't been getting out much because it's been a while of since he's been a crotch. And also, he's like fr- freaked out about walking when it starts getting dusky because he's. He, he remembers there's fireworks that sometimes shoots off, and it just freaks him the hell out. Dog trauma is real. It is. Like, you could see the fear in his eyes. Like, he, any loud noise, he, like, thinks it's a firework. He also hates yeah. vampires. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Like, he always sleeps with a, a thing of salt around him. <laughs> pours it out himself. I always thought that is because he liked margaritas. Yeah. He, he does like this as well. He's an interesting little dog. I, I'm kind of curious if he's even a dog at this point. All right, just well, give anyways. a fact about the dog. <laughs> we raced out there to the dog park, and <laughs> the thunderstorm was coming, and it didn't start raining, but lightning was, like, striking down. Like, I could see lightning maybe a quarter mile away. And I'm like, I think this is not safe to be uh, tossing the ball around at the dog park. My wife's like, oh, it's it's fine. Lightning, like lightning, you, you can't hear it, uh, the thunder yet. Like it, if you count the seconds between the lightning and the thunder, it's like two seconds. I'm like, I don't, I think it's pretty close. I, I'm pretty sure we could easily get struck by lightning. That's a thing. I don't know the, the math. I always forget the, the rules, but like every second is a couple of some miles. But yeah, it, it was close, but the th- I guess the storm clouds were like further out, but the lightning was very close. So I'm like, I think we just... Better safe than sorry. Let's let's get into the vehicle. So we the dog got six tosses and then we ran to the truck. Um, but I was thinking like, where is a safe place to house yourself during like a thunderstorm? And obviously, a vehicle is one. Like uh, in a car, you're pretty safe usually, right? You got the rubber tires. Well, actually, actually, that's a myth, Pat. (gasps) What your tires aren't rubber. (laughs) <laughs> your ro- tires are rubber but the rubber tires aren't what protect you it's the metal uh shell of the car that's why you press it jump out and then both your feet flat at the same time yeah so uh, what do you guys think do you think you guys are safe 
like showering or like pooping during a thunderstorm? I would say no because there's water involved. I always heard no, but then I'm always I love a good thunderstorm shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like the loud rumbling, you feel yeah. it in the walls and on your feet. Um yeah, yeah. it's pretty great. No, because lightning can travel through your pipes and you know. I I always hear that and I I doubt I doubtful I, you'll actually get shocked to death, but I, I'm sure you could get the injured. The odds of lightning hitting you are like astronomical, right? Yeah, it's pretty pretty rare. So, and then the odds of you happening to be in the shower and it's striking at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I've heard stories shower. of like people's toilets exploding from lightning or something like that. That's uh, what they tell you. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But then I was like looking at other modes of transportation, uh, not a toilet that's on a mode of transportation, but um, is it safe in an airplane? <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. It, mo- it moves something, so it could technically be a mode of transportation, not for people, but... If a car t- is safe because it's surrounded by metal, then a plane would have to be safe. Well, actually, uh, it's a t- coin toss. So some Heads. planes are, some planes are not. So, um, like... The nicer, like the planes designed to carry like uh, like a, a lot of passengers for like corporations, they actually specially designed them to have like conduction paths on them, so the lightning goes out and like uh, dissipates safely. That's fun. Um, but yeah, if you're a, let's let's actually draw up a scenario where it wouldn't um, be safe. Oh hi, I think you're uh, in my seat. Oh wait, we're not doing an airplane anymore. No, we're sticking to the airplane. We're okay. We're sticking to the airplane. So, Christmas Eve, 1971. <gasps> the year Pat was born. Well, he flipped it, flipped it on its <laughs> head right there. It was your birthday, think anymore. but yeah, I, don't, I can't understand this anymore. 17-year-old Julian Kopke okay. boarded an hour-long flight from Lima, Peru to uh, Pucalipa. Peru. Okay. With her mother. I don't know either of these cities. I assume since it's Peru, it's probably flying over the rainforest. They just took off and their plane almost immediately flew into like a crazy thunderstorm. That stinks. Probably. And the plane was shaking and uh, bags are falling off out of the overhead compartments. Presents were raining down on the, you know, passengers. That's kind of fun. I don't know. I'd be pretty freaked out. I I don't think I'd be trying to open any presents or anything like that. That's the last thing you're gonna do on Earth. You might as well go out with like a ooh socks. (laughs) I would I would open the best one that fell on the ground right in front of me. Yeah, that one looks like. Do you ever play the guessing game with presents like uh, under the tree? Like I was always the best as a kid. Guessing like what presents were like, I, I my mom would get so <laughs> mad at me. Like Mike, stop guessing all these presents. I'm like, all right, I think this is a DVD. This is a hundred percent a puzzle. <laughs> well, if they're in the, I mean, those things that have specific shapes, you know. Mike didn't tell you his parents. Uh, sorry, Santa Claus didn't actually bat the gift for Mike. Yeah, don't ruin this for some of our younger listeners that enjoy uh, expletives and stories from us. All right, so they're panicking. They're freaking out. Yeah, they're out. panicking. What happens next? She was in row 19F. I don't know if that really matters, like what row it was. It could have been 18F for all that we care, but that's part of the story. And uh, 
she was sitting next to her mother and she looked out the window and she saw a bolt of lightning strike the wing of the plane and it just sheared it clear off. Dude, the wow, wing that's... of the airplane just flew right off, like blew, blew to pieces. And passengers are screaming and weeping and her mother's like, it's now over, quotation marks. She, she, I guess she said that. I don't know. Um, and then all Julian remembers is just like a rush of wind and like just commotion. And she's out in the open, out of the plane. Jeez. And she's attached to, I guess back in the day, the airplanes had bench seats instead of like individual seats. Uh, this is 1971 and it's an older plane. And she was like, basically spinning down to earth on this bench seat, three-person bench seat, kind of like a... Uh, a helicopter? A hel- like, a, you know, the oak tree. Is it the oak tree that has a propeller? Yeah, those, what are they called? Propellers. Yeah. I, I don't remember <laughs> the name of the actual, like, but everybody's seen those. They, you throw them off yeah, the top of down. trees or, or, like, you bring it up and throw it off of, like, the, the deck or something just to see it fly down. Um, but she falls down to earth... 10,000 feet, close to two miles, and she's falling, and she lands in, like, a canopy of trees, like, in the jungle, and she, like, falls down to the earth underneath the canopy, and she's, like, underneath the bench, and then she blacks out, and then she she wakens to, like, the sound of the jungle, and, and it's a familiar sound. The reason why it's familiar is because her parents were both zoologists, and they were flying to like visit her dad who was a zoologist in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um so it was it was still raining at the time. She just had to like curl up in the fetal position underneath the bench in the mud and the gross grime and you know snakes and spiders and whatever's in the jungle. It, it's pretty nuts out there. Monkeys. Monkeys, yeah. Sloths. Birds. And so yeah, so for the Panthers. first for the first day she Jaguars. was like hunkered down wait, waiting for this storm to end. Parakeets. Elephants? I don't know. Really. I think that's a misnomer. I don't think elephants are in the jungle. It was on the plane. You missed that part of the fact. There was an elephant on the plane. This isn't Operation Dumbo Drop. This isn't that movie. <laughs> then I'm not listening to the rest of this fact. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be Operation Dumbo Drop for it to be an interesting fact. So they, literally the first day she was on the ground, she had to hunker down because of the rain and storm and all that stuff. She, it finally led up, and then she remembers from like her... like parents teaching her like hey when you're in the jungle if you want to find civilization you follow the streams down to the next largest stream and so on and so forth and that's how you get to civilization by following and and that's like a a normal survival tip like most people learn that um i know alex you'll never have to worry about this because you don't you, you have a strict code where you never go into the outdoors no he that's goes to true. the rainforest cafe yeah, and that's too much for me. Is there still rainforest cafes anywhere? Yeah, there's a couple, I think. But yeah, she so when she hit the ground, all she had was a broken collarbone, sprained knee, swollen eye, and gashes all over. So it wasn't too bad. You know, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet, Dead. yeah. And so she followed these small streams for four days. She was out there. All she had was like, drinking water and that sort of thing. She It was a rainy season, so there wasn't any fruit on trees or anything like that. Um, and so she eventually stumbled upon a P-51 
piece of the wreckage, it was another bench seat with like bodies and the bodies, the legs are sticking up in the sky. Um, And she was like searching the bodies to see if it it was her mother or something like that. And it wasn't, but she found a bag of candy. That's good. Where's this? (laughs) I don't know where this story is going. Yeah, she she found a bag of candy and I guess that's all you need to do to survive is have a bag of candy. Um, So she, she again... Kept following the streams down, swimming, walking, and then she, on the ninth day, she found a hut. She stumbled into a hut, and Jabba. Yeah, she checked the different porges, and she's like, "Okay, um, this porge is just right." She checked the beds. This this bed was perfect, and she like went to bed. Good guessing, uh, Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, when she was sleeping, um, the people, the owners of the hut returned. They were loggers, like rainforest loggers, and they didn't know what she, who she was, and they they thought her she was like a spirit or like some like something, like uh like that. And obviously, eventually, they realized it was a it was just a eleven year old girl. Um, well, is it because of the lightning bolt that her hair looked like uh, the Bride of Frankenstein? She probably <laughs> looked disgusting, like covered in mud and grime and. Yeah. Uh, probably halfway starving, collarbone probably sticking out. Um, Hopefully, she wiped her feet before she went into the house. Yeah, it'd be the height of a brood. <laughs> I just imagine this house completely trashed. She cleared out the the cabinet of all their food. Um, yeah, and so yeah, they they let her sleep that night, and they that morning they got her onto a boat and brought her into the nearest town. <laughs> Set out to sea. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on the eleventh day, she was found, uh, like brought back to civilization. So she was, she survived ten thousand feet fall, and then she took eleven days in the wilderness by herself, and finally made her way home. Nice. And what does this have to do with lightning? <laughs> what does this have the to do with was, the, the plane? The uh, plane was struck okay. by lightning. Yeah, it's not a safe. So if you think you're in an airplane, prepare yourself. <laughs> Uh, if I take up in an airplane, airplane. <laughs> okay, I'm prepared. Yeah, what am I, Snoopy sitting on my doghouse flying around? <laughs> What's the name of your fact? If my I'm fact in an is uh, struck down but never forgotten. Oh, never forgotten. She didn't die. <laughs> she did Wait, were die. Her, were her parents alive? Did everyone else die? No, everybody died in the airplane. Oh man, that sucks. You finally survived. She was the sole survivor. Then. And then she spent her life fighting lightning. <laughs> she spent her life probably going to talk shows and writing books and making money off this whole ordeal. Sounds yeah, terrible. Poor life. Anyway, thanks for the fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, she survived. That's like a positive thing. Survived. Yeah. All right, you guys ready for the best fact? Yes. Please. Yes. Please save All us. Right. So the summer was full of vacation, and one of the places we went was down to North Carolina to the Outer Banks, and we drove over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Have you guys ever driven over it? Nope. No. It It is incredible. It's miles long. Like, when you're on it, you can't see, like, land around you. Last year, we drove over it, and it was, like, in a storm, and that was terrifying because it was, like, torrential downpours. But then it's so long that at certain points, it actually goes underwater. You're just pissed off you can't stop and get snacks like every hour. According to my father-in-law, there used to be a restaurant on the bridge you could actually stop and get out and stuff. But, but that's a that's a tunnel. Yeah, what did I say? You set a bridge and then it becomes a 
tunnel. So, so you're on a bridge, and then the bridge goes down into a tunnel, and then it comes back out to a bridge, and then goes okay, so back that's down. Different. That's two different bridges and a tunnel. It's, it's all one, one connect consecutive thing. No, then that's like I ninety five is one long bridge and tunnels such as them. Yeah, it is. I would say that. Yeah, sure. I ninety five is one BS. long bridge. This, anyway, this is a, this is the same with the card fact again. So how far <sighs> do you have to drive to get a snack? I don't. know. You, you bring them in the car. You bring Cheez Its with you. No, All right. Mike anyway, doesn't eat in his car. I'm trying to get to the fact. I'm amazed. Have you ever been in an underwater tunnel? Yes. Yes. Do you know how they're made? Uh, with love and care. That's right. You're about to find out. So attempts at making an underwater tunnel started as far back as 1799. Uh, so, okay, the tunnel years. Yeah, yep. G- George Washington tried to make one. Yes, you're thinking of uh, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, failed attempt after failed attempt led engineers to believe that underwater tunneling was impossible. Those guys are quitters. They are. Enter Mark Brunel, who patented the tunnel shield the in 1818. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. He was a good quarterback and he invented the tunnels. Thank you. That's right. He was inspired for the tunnel shield with a, by a bizarre creature called the helmet-headed shipworm. He was in prison for debt. And he watched the worm burrow through the wood, using its hard shell on its head as a shield. Okay. Okay. (laughs) My favorite part of this show is when you go, really? And okay. (laughs) Let's me know you're listening. Uh, So he came up with this in uh, 1818. He patented it. Five years later, he came up with a plan to build the first underwater tunnel connecting Rotherith and Wapping in London. Ooh, Wapping. Okay. Yeah. That's what they wrote that song, Wap, about. Uh, he got some private funding, some of which was from the Duke of Wellington. And in 1824, they created the Thames Tunnel Company. Now, Thames, I looked up, this is the proper pronunciation according to Google. It's spelled T-H-A-M-E-S, and hopefully it's not actually pronounced Thames, but it's Thames. So I always so pronounce you, that one wrong. I think the Duke yeah. of Wellington, because like, his family was so used to like wells, so like, what if we just turn a well on the side, Boo. and then they have a bottom? Anyway, the project began in 1825. <laughs> Using the massive tunnel shield, they were able able to progress 8 to 12 feet a week. Nice. Yeah, we're talking about real progress. How big are these tunnels? Like, uh, That's the end of my fact. I'll tell you how big the tunnel was when it, or if it gets finished. The biggest you've ever seen. <laughs> so the, uh, it progressed 8 to 12 feet a week. Unfortunately, the sewage water... From above made a lot of the workers sick, including Brunel himself. Uh-oh. Yeah, because of the slow process and a need to pay for it, they started letting people pay to see the tunnel shield at work and apparently got around 600 to 800 spectators a day. I would see it. Right yeah. a minute, Pat. What does this fact have to do with bridges? No, the bridge, it was I'm going just a saying bridge that because you said, what is my fact that had to do with lightning? Carry on. Well, because... Your question, I was so ready. Your question was, what's the safest place to be in a, a, <laughs> a lightning storm? And so that's, I kept, and I'm trying to remember all your points of your facts. <laughs> I really focused on that one thing. <laughs> and the answer is not a plane. All right. Um, all right. It cost a shilling, by the way. Um, so they started in 1825. In May of 1827, after digging 549 feet, the tunnel flooded. So it was a big setback. Damn. They were able to fix it. 
One cup at a time. Yes, but the following year it flooded again, this time killing six workers. That's not good. Oh, it's really bad for morale. Pe- people don't really care about the workers, you know. Yeah. Especially back then. Well, you'd be surprised because this was a big blow to the construction team and the funding would actually dry up and the construction was paused for seven years. <laughs> when your your tunnel is flooded and your... Money dries uh, up. Mo- yeah. You should have had the you money, your money the to tunnel. be flooded and your tunnel to be dry. <sighs> so, in 1835, they got funding again. Though this time they had to, they just left the tunnel shield underground. So they had to go in, dismantle the old tunnel shield because it well, was cause, rusted. Because his neighborhood <laughs> wouldn't allow him to keep it out front of his house due to <laughs> exactly. due the rules. I, fr- I, I meant to write it down. It was like a thousand tons. This thing was like huge. Like. It was just like pretty much like a wall with like 12 levels, and then they would just do a little bit, do a little bit, do a little bit, you know. Anyway, so they dismantled the old tunnel shield because it was rusted, and they built a new heavier one. They would experience four more floods, fires, leaks of methane, and hydrogen sulfide gas. And locusts. And locusts, and uh, it rained blood, and the firstborn of all the workers was murdered. Um, so the remainder of the tunneling was completed in November of 1841 after another five and a half years. So this tunnel, like this episode of the Fact Off, just never seemed to end. Um, the Thames Tunnel is a tunnel beneath the River Thames in London, and it measures, here's for all you measure heads at home, uh, it measures 35 feet wide by 20 feet high. And is 1,300 feet long. I wonder if one of the listeners at home can compile the list of the longest facts we've ever had. Like, not, like, time length, but, like, measurement length. Like, if they put all our words together without spaces and punctuation? No. Like, the longest (laughs) feet fact. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, when Alex did that one about the distance to the sun. Damn it, he won. All right, carry on. Uh, I'm almost done. I got like three sentences left. It cost well over the original projections, and they didn't have enough money to actually make it big enough for cars. Nice. So they, so what they did is that for years they just turned it into a tourist attraction, and you would pay a penny to go walk through the tunnel. It would take how many years to recoup that money with just charging a penny? Well, so they finished building it in 1841. In 1865, finally, the East London Railway Company bought the tunnel, and in 1869, the first train ran through the tunnel. And that is the history of the very first underwater tunnel to successfully be built by man. Nice. And there hasn't been one since? No. <laughs> Especially not the fact, the part of the fact that started it, where <laughs> I think if it's all, it's all one connected thing. It's a bridge and tunnel. It's all, you just call it the bridge. It's a Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Hey, what's the name of your fact? Tem Tunnel Time. Tem Tunnel Time. It took forever. So they started in 1825 and it didn't finish until 1841. Apparently, he became like the butt of a lot of people's jokes because it was just like one of those like projects that would never finish. And but it was like it. some, he did it. He so did. So screw it. them. Yeah. yeah he, he, so, yeah, he wasn't. In the jungle, and he didn't have to survive that, but, you know, he built a tunnel, so. Yeah, so give it up, everybody, for Mark Brunel, engineering legend. 
And uh, what team did he play for? The Jags. The Jaguars. Jaguars. Good job, him. All right. There you have it, guys. Your facts this week are Hall of Facts by me. You have Struck Down but Never Forgotten by Mike. And Tames Tunnel Time by Pat. Now go to factoffpodcast.com to vote. We'll click the show no- uh, link, the vote button in the show notes. Now take it to the website to vote. Uh, check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pat is off this summer, so he's been posting more on them. I have one more um, week to post on our social media until I go back to work. And most importantly, have a great day. Bye. <laughs>